Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, I am excited to be here with you. This is the first weekend in November of 2010. The fourth quarter of 2010 is here. It's November 6, 2010, and this year is is winding down, but we're still we're still moving in power. We're still you know we're still doing dynamic things here. So I wanted to just invite you out. Uh, just thank you for coming out. You know you could be anywhere else right now, but you are here with me. And I'm so excited. And I got a special show planned for you tonight. I got some dynamic things planned for you. But before we go any further, I turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that's a move of his spirit. People, there's going to be some dynamic teaching tonight. There's going to be a dynamic guest coming on later in the show who's going to um, edify edify us according to what we've been uh, what we're talking about tonight. Uh, tonight, in the month of November, we're going to talk about uh, from Pain to Prosperity. This is the From Pain to Prosperity series. We're going to do a four-part series about picking up the pieces from pain and prospering in in light of the things we may have gone through. And tonight we're going to talk about past recovering from past mistakes in relationships. And uh, a lot of you may have seen some uh, Facebook and uh, tweets from me about um, – we're going to talk about some things about my personal life. I'm putting myself, I'm making myself very transparent for you tonight, so that you can, um, you can, learn, you know, possibly see some things in your own life where you can, you can possibly improve. And we, like I said, we're bringing a dynamic guest who's going to edify us, uh, and 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 we're going to we're going to discuss healing tonight. We're going to heal tonight. We're going to be, we're going to leave here tonight. We're going to be free from whatever it is that's been holding us back in our relationships, to, so we can move forward and be dynamic. There's some great things that are on on tap for all of us. But we have to be whole, and we have to let go of the past. So I'm going to use myself tonight as an uh, example, and we're going to we're going to pull some things on the carpet and get rid of them. So I'm excited about tonight. I hope you are as well. Um, I'm going to take you to an inspirational song, and then we'll be right back. You keep on doing great things for me.
in West Block May not be that one I want him, but right on his clock Never left me alone when nobody cared All I did was look up and he was right there God got me, he's feeling I'm Kobe I'm trying to get it out, so run tell the homie Reason mama smiles, we out the hood Cause God is so, so good
we need to be ready to rock and roll. And it, like I said, you know, I'm I'm still doing the fourth quarter comeback series, so I still believe there's some things in 2010 that we can get before the year is over. But definitely, we want to finish this year out strong, and I want you to to let go of anything that may hinder you. So that's what this pain from pain to prosperity series is all about. It's letting go of the things that that would get in the way of you having an abundant life, to living that that John 10:10 life, you know, life and life more abundantly. So, with on that note perfect segue, I'm going to go into our divine intervention. You know, each week I give you a divine intervention or a scripture from the Bible. This week I'm giving you three. That's right, count them. One, two, three. I'm going to give you three divine interventions this week because I believe each of these scriptures, um, it tells a story about where we're going tonight. So the first one I'm going to give you is uh, Luke 4 and 18, and I'm reading this one from the New Living Translation, and it reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. I I, want to say that again. I want to repeat that again. I, I felt something when I said that. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. I want to uh, give you a second one. Isaiah 10 and 27 is a familiar verse that we you've heard me say this a lot. Um, this t- it, I'm going to read this one also from the New Living Translation, and it states, in, the, in that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from off their shoulders. And that the, that word should be anointing, the anointing. So... You, you're very familiar with that verse, that, that particular scripture as well. I'm going to give you a third one, a third divine intervention for this week. And this one comes from Revelation 12 and 11. And this is the New King James Version. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's part A of it. Um, tonight, you're going to hear my testimony. Tonight you're going to hear my testimony, and I believe I've been anointed to bring my testimony to you, to bring myself to you, to present some things about myself that I believe can help you overcome some mistakes in your own life. And like I said, many of you have seen the tweets. Many of you have seen the Facebook posting. Why is Miles single? That was something that uh, somebody asked me once. I told them, well, you, in order to find out, you're going to have to come listen to the show tonight. So that's why we're here tonight. Um, there are a few things that, that go on in a, in a person's life that no matter how um, how good of a, a motivational speaker they may be, no matter how, how, how dynamic or individual they may be, there's still some things that individuals deal with that if they don't bring them to the forefront, they'll eat them up inside. I can personally admit that I've been fighting some internal battles. And as a result of those battles, you know, you, you see a, a really good side of me. You see the side of me that, that when I come to play, when I come to do this show, when I pick up a microphone, when I step on a stage, I'm coming to do business. And I'm, and I'm coming to put in some serious work. And I believe that when I leave that stage, that you're going to be empowered. 
That's, I, I'm that confident in that. I'm so confident that when I write a book, I'm so confident that when I write an article, I'm so confident that when I pick up a phone and, and do my coaching that the person on the other end is going to be so dynamically impacted that their lives are going to be changed for the better immediately. I believe that because I'm that, that's one of my dynamic gifts. That's one of my dominant gifts. I know that I'm an encourager. I know that I can light other people on fire to live a life for their dreams. But there's one thing that I've been battling, and I'm like, I'm going to bring it all to the forefront tonight. We're going to bring it on the carpet because when we, when we bring things onto the carpet, they can't beat us up no more. You, one thing about it, um, if you notice, if anybody has ever uh, talked to a a person who teaches self-help, not so much self-help, but uh, self-defense classes, especially for uh, for women, the one thing that the, the instructor always tells the young ladies is to never go in silence. Never go in silence. If somebody wants to come and abduct you, don't go without a fight. Don't go without screaming. Don't go without yelling. Kick, scream, yell, claw, whatever you got to do. Kick, you know, bite, smack, spit, whatever you got to do. But you don't go without a fight, and you don't go without making noise. So right now I want to tell you that as a man, sometimes we, as men, sometimes we, we, don't, we don't express ourselves as much as we should. And we hold things in, and we're th- thinking that that makes us more macho and it makes us more manly to hold stuff in, not realizing that the more you hold that stuff in, it starts eating you up inside. So I want to be here for the long haul. I want to be here to enjoy uh, seeing people's lives transform for years and 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 years to come because I've been called to do this, and I don't want to, I don't want to put an unfair burden on my children when they come into the earth because – I have to do what I'm supposed to do. So even now, I've taken you know uh, corrective measures, some things I've letting got that I've allowed to get out of order. Even with my body, uh, I've you know I've, I'm working with a personal trainer. Uh, shout out to Brandy Ray over at Heat uh, Gym in uh, Midtown Atlanta, uh, my personal trainer for um, creating a dynamic program for me. And let me tell you, I started this week and I'm I can I still feel sore. So. I felt like I hadn't been in a gym in, in my entire life after I got done the first exercise, the first routine. So I, I know I'm headed down the right path. So with that in mind, I want to put everything on the table that's in me that shouldn't be there. I don't, you know, right like I said right now, I, I want my body to be in tip-top shape. I want my I want my mind to be in tip-top shape. I want my spirit to be in tip-top shape. I want my emotions to be in tip-top shape. I want everything about me to be in tip-top shape. So that's the reason why we're, we're even doing this series, From Pain to Prosperity. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of us who are we're, we're going through things internally and not talking about it. But tonight, we, we're not going to go like that anymore. We're going, to, we're going to start kicking. We're going to start clawing. We're going to start scratching. We're going to tell people that, that we're going through something, but we're not going to fight in silence anymore. If there's something that's going on with you, again, tonight is a night for your release. Tonight is a night for healing. Tonight is a night for, for resurrection. Tonight is a night for restoration. Tonight is a night that you get set free so you can increase, so you can have abundance in your life because you weren't put here to be uh, uh, somebody's emotional punching bag or whatever the case may be, and including anything that's invisible. There, there's a lot of invisible bullies out there that beat people up inside, and, and we never talk about it. But again, tonight we're going to talk about it. So there are a few things I'm going to discuss about me. And on the outside, I am a, a, a dynamic young man. I'm a, a fairly attractive young man, if I do say so myself. I'm not bragging on myself. I have a, a luxurious uh, <laughs> head of hair I, I, I take really good care of. And um, that's an inside joke, people. <laughs> Don't pay me attention on that. But um, 
one thing about me is I'm I can I can tell you one of the first things about the situation at hand. And we're talking about recovering from past mistakes in relationships. I'm only thirty two years old, but I've had I've experienced some things in life that an average person probably wouldn't would never experience. Some things I can't go into great detail on because it's it's just not it's not the time or the place. But I will say this, I will allude to this. Each and every one of us has a trial that we've gone through. And we can't qualify our trial and say that, well, this person's trial was nothing compared to mine or my my trial was nothing compared to his and vice versa. We have to accept the fact that the trial that we do go through, that you know, we know trials and tribulations are going to come. We have to accept the fact that the trial that we're going through is for some purpose. It may be that somebody in our lives made a mistake that cost us some things, and we just, some things we just may have not been ever taught. But the one thing about where we're headed tonight is that we want you to bring everything that you're dealing with onto the carpet, no matter what it is, and let go of it. So one thing about me is that I'm not where I want to be in life completely. But I am still pressing forward. I still got my foot to the accelerator pressing forward to become the person that I'm supposed to be, become everything that God says I am. Now, that doesn't always that doesn't always translate into everybody around you understanding that. Some people they won't understand it. See, my mother has a saying that some people don't know fat meat is greasy. And some people could you can you can be right there in, in somebody's face on top of the world, doing everything you're supposed to do, and they still will miss it because some people just will not give you the credit you deserve as the person that God has called you to be, regardless of you know, your shortcomings, regardless of what people say about you, regardless of what people think about you. You are God's anointed. God has, has something dynamic and special for you, and you have to continue to keep that in the forefront of your mind. What I believe in my heart is this is that sometimes we can get caught up in our situation. Like I said, there's some things on the table. I didn't uh, finish my uh, getting my college degree, and I didn't. there's a lot of things I didn't do. So sometimes I'll look at the situation, and I'll judge myself, and I, sometimes I've even condemned myself as a result of the things I wasn't, the things I haven't been able to accomplish. And as a result, it, it started weighing on my confidence. Now, like I said, when I pick up the, the microphone, I pick up a, a, a book, I pick up a pen and write a book, I, I, I something in me transforms. I feel like a, a, a champion. When I do these shows, I feel like the, the champion I know God says I am. But one thing is for certain. You can't get caught up with how things look. Because the thing, cause everything you see is temporal anyway. It's going to change. We can't get caught up in how things look. So... One mistake I've been making in my own personal life, I've, I've been so I've been really harsh on myself. I've, I've been getting caught up. Okay, I haven't. I'm not a homeowner yet. Not a new homeowner yet here in Georgia. And there's some other things that haven't been that haven't fallen in place. I'm still getting my credit in order. And you know, I'm just I'm being honest. I'm just putting it all on the table. Those are things that concern me. I was talking to a friend earlier tonight, and and one of the things she said she said to me is that she didn't want to be a burden to somebody else. And I feel the exact same way. I was like, I don't want to burden somebody else with some of the mistakes that I've made. So I want to try to get as much in order as I possibly can. Now, here's the deal. I personally have not dated anybody since I've been here. 
and I'm again, I'm surrounded by beautiful women, people who are very attractive and have their stuff together, which is more of a reason that, that pushed me to say, you know what, I'm just going to chill out, I'm going to get my stuff together, and then then maybe I'll meet somebody, which is really unfair to a, a person who who's a, a, a dreamer, who's a visionary, who's a go-getter, because it's, it's so hard to be to do what we do and not have somebody to share it with. So one thing I tell you to do is to stop is to not look at yourself so harshly. Not look at yourself with, with such judgment. Give yourself the you know the benefit of, of not being having to be perfect. That's another thing. Um I had the fear of not being perfect. I felt like in order for me to have a successful relationship I had to do everything right that I couldn't miss. They had to do everything exactly right, and I couldn't. I could never make a mistake because I've had some past relationships where I made mistakes, and it seemed like those mistakes were just the end of the world. But you have to also understand that as a human being, you're you're going to make mistakes. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to make everything. You're not going to make every play. You're, you sometimes you're going. You may drop the ball, but the thing is, when if you drop the ball, pick the ball back up, hand it to the referee, and get ready for the next play. And do every, do your very best the next time. Don't let a mistake hinder you and hold you back because the 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 most important part of everything you're doing is the big picture. The big picture should be walking together with somebody that that really has your heart and really and that you both love each other with everything inside of you. So you have to lose the mentality of trying to be perfect. Another thing that I made was I made I, I had a fear of making the same mistakes from my past. So I wanted to make sure that everything I ever did wrong from my past was done, over and done with, so that I would never have to face anything I may have made a mistake on in the past, which is also unfair because you have to allow yourself to be human. You have to allow yourself to be human. You are human. You're going to to slip. You're going to fall. You're going to make some mistakes. God even knew that. That's why he gives us grace. Now, grace is not a, a license to go out and, and have a, a reckless lifestyle, but grace is, is there for you to, to let you know that if, if I do slip, if I slip making honest effort, things should work out well because God is not going to just beat beat me up and just send me you know, to hell because I made a mistake. The thing is to get it right. And if you have a heart that you're always trying to make, make amends for the mistakes you make, you, you end up making less mistakes anyway. But when you're always conscious about, okay, I can't make a mistake, 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 you're going to make some mistakes. Inevitable. It will happen. I I never forget it. I was a, a starting catcher for a summer league team. And for some strange reason, it, it was this one summer, I, for some strange reason, every time we would have uh, get ready to have a third strike called on a batter, I would drop the ball. Well, if you drop the ball as a catcher, you got to make the play at first base. you got to throw the ball down to first base which sometimes we would miss it. So sometimes the pitcher was striking people out, and I was dropping that third strike. And what was happening was my coach was on the sideline saying, don't drop the ball, don't drop the ball, don't drop the ball, don't drop the ball. Guess what happened? I concentrated on dropping the ball, and I dropped the ball. Your focus has to be on making the play, not so much not not making a mistake, but it has to be making the play. So you have to get out of the the idea of, of worrying about mistakes. Another thing I had an issue with was taking advice from the inner critic. The inner critic is that is that voice inside of us that um, absorbs all the negativity of, this, of, of the universe, of our atmosphere. 
every time somebody says something negative about you, every time somebody says something funny about you, every time somebody says something disparaging about you, it's absorbing every statement. And it's absorbing every statement like a digital recorder. And at the, at the most opportune time or the most inopportune time as you're moving forward, it'll pull back that comment. I had a, somebody told me once that, you know, that I was dating that they didn't they knew that my parents were going to get sick and they didn't want to help take care of my parents. And as a result, and you know, like I said, we putting I'm being honest, I'm putting everything on the table. As a re, uh, over the course of the last couple of years consecutively, both of my parents have been admitted to nursing homes. And it's been a it's been a, a, a heavy burden for me to deal with. And instantly my mind went back to that moment where somebody said, "Well, I can't be with you if you because you're going to have to take care of your parents." Not realizing that that was a, a, a just an attack of the enemy. Because any self-respecting person, if they're in a position to help their parents, they're going to help their parents. And anybody who who would partner with you is willing to do the same thing. And what, what I'm starting to understand now is that when people reject you. They're not rejecting you from their life. They've been rejected from your life. They've, God has rejected them from your life. So if somebody says that you're, that you're not good enough for them, guess what they just said? They realize and accept that they're not good enough for you. Let them go and move on. Let them go and move on. So you have to, you have to, the way you silence the inner critic is that you continue to meditate and, and say positive affirmation. You speak scripture over, over your life. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the first, not the last. I'm the lender and not the borrower. You keep, you keep confessing positive things over your life, the things that you want to see. That's why we, you know, we do visualization um, drills here, and those visualization drills are so important because you have to see yourself enjoying the life that you so desire. And that's how you finally silence that inner critic. Another thing I dealt with is the fear of not being good enough. Again, I've had some I've had some issues in the past where, you know, during a breakup, somebody would would throw up the um, their new uh, their new friend in my face, and, and and again, that inner critic was absorbed was had was like a digital recorder and was always on listening to, okay, this person that she's with now is way better than you. You're nothing compared to him, and it always would play at inopportune times. Now, I have to look at that situation. I have to look at those situations as not worrying about what somebody else does. Because if somebody else can find the best thing in their life for them, then God is no respecter of person. He'll do the same thing for me. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay letting somebody go forward in their lives if I'm, if I'm not the one for them now. I'm okay with that. So dealing with that, it brings on sometimes feelings of unworthiness. So now – at that point, now I had been dealing with feelings of unworthiness. This is this is very recent. I'm talking about very recently. This is stuff that happened maybe 10, 12, 13 years ago that still is still been plaguing me as of recent. But like I said, tonight we're bringing this stuff on the carpet, and we're gonna deal with it. We're gonna let go of it. I know somebody out there right now can hear what I'm saying, and you're going through something very similar. But tonight is your breakthrough. Tonight is the night that you release this stuff. You let this stuff go because you don't need it. It doesn't do you any good. So feelings of unworthiness being uh, you know, brought from allowing myself to become subject to somebody else's low opinion of me, when reality that matters, the only opinion of you that matters is the opinion of God. God loves you. 
He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Even if your mother and father were to forsake you, he won't. That is real love. That's real love. So don't get your emotions and your your self-worth wrapped up in someone else. You have to allow God's view of you to be the primary view that you hold because that's what's going to get you to the next level. That's what's going to get you to the promised land. And finally, all these things add up to one thing, and it's the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection will stifle a dreamer. It will stifle a visionary. It will stifle a go-getter, especially in, in your interpersonal relationships. It's just like a person who who's in sales who's scared to, to you know, make um, cold calls because they're scared of somebody saying, no, I don't want what it is you're selling. You have to be you have to be courageous. You have to be bold and, and understand that you are a dynamic person. You are worthy. You are special. God loves you. He loves each and every one of us. Any anytime someone can know every single strand of hair on your head by number, they think highly of you. So you have to continue to see yourself the way God sees you. You have to continue to thank Him for for the gift of life every day, and don't give your your gift of life over to things that that don't take you to the next level, that don't take you to that place where he would have you. This is the time of your life. This Look, the life of your dreams is wonderful and you deserve it. I'm here tonight to tell you that the life of your dreams is wonderful and you deserve it, and you deserve to share that life with somebody who loves you back. So with that in mind, we're going to shift gears. We're going to get ready to bring our, our dynamic guest who's waiting in the wings uh, we're going to bring him on momentarily, but before we do that, we're going to play another inspirational song, and then we'll be right back. I have never seen Minds have never dreamed Thoughts have never conjured up Man tries to tear it up I know what it is I know what it is It's the anointing It's the anointing Try to explain Movies try to portray Novelties dress it up Documentaries mess it up Power from on high. Surround me with your anointing. 
uh, I thank God for you allowing me to share this time with you, for your listening audience who is so faithful in following you. And, you know, it's just such a wonderful and a mighty thing when you've got individuals like yourself who understand heed and answer the call because what you're saying, what you're delivering, what you're speaking is so necessary for so many people to hear. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, again, I thank you. It's an honor because, like I said, you you don't know how many times you've, you know, just speaking to me, just talking to me has kept me, you know, going down the path I should be going down because sometimes I was getting frustrated and saying, you know what, it's time for me to do something different. And you would just encourage me, and, and I admire that. I, I appreciate you for that. Well, you know what, I'll say this. You know, we all need that person. We need that voice. We need that individual in our lives that is there to help sharpen us. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron, and so does a man sharpen the continents of his friends. And, you know, I just thank God for spiritual uh, divine connections like yourself. You and I actually happen to be born on the same day, uh, (laughs) but not the same year, (laughs) July 26th. And, you know, I just thank God for the connection. I thank God for what it is you're doing uh, Mr. Miller, and how you're encouraging so many throughout this country, how many people are tuning in and, you know, looking to be encouraged, inspired, uplifted by the words that you bring uh, each week on the air. And, you know, I know that God is going to bless you. I know many are blessed by your ministry and blessed by your show. And, you know, we're just thanking God for the increase. I receive that. I receive that. Sir, there are a lot of people who are listening to us right now who have made some mistakes in their past in relationships and they may have they may have been hurt or they may have been the person that caused uh someone to be hurt. What do you tell a person, you know, as a as a counselor, as a pastor, um what do you what do you tell a person who who comes to you and says, "You know what? I made some mistakes and I don't know if if I can ever get over those mistakes." What do, what do, what advice would you give that person? Well, I want to say this to start off with, you know, a person can't tell you something uh, and a person can't take you somewhere that they have not either gone themselves or have never right. been before themselves. And, right. you know, myself, just like you were very transparent, you know, I've come out of some uh, dead-end relationships, some situations that I feel that God allowed, not that God put me there. And, you know, a lot of times when we get in situations like that, we feel as though God uh, uh, put us in that situation or God is testing us with the situation. The Bible says in James, the first chapter, the 17th verse, that all good and perfect gifts come from God. So nothing that is good, nothing that is perfect, uh, uh, and anything that is not good, anything that is imperfect in your life, that didn't come from God. And the Bible right. also tells us in James, the first chapter, that uh, we should never say that God is tempting us because God can't be tempted by sin, neither tempts he any man. So having that mindset, you know, there are things that we all go through. Myself, I've gone through uh, a, a very, very uh, serious time in my life as it relates to relationship. And, you know, I felt as though I was in a place where uh, I just could not be recovered. I could not forgive. I could not move past that situation. And we're all there. I mean, this may be not just something, uh, uh, you know, a natural relationship, male, female, right. uh, but this could be a, a job situation. This could be even concerning something spiritual as it relates to a church home, a pastor, a brother, a sister in Christ in the church, you know, a lot of times we don't know how to repair and to move on. Now, the key thing is you stated in St. John, the 10th chapter, 
chapter, the 10th verse, we understand that there is a nemesis. There is an enemy. There is something that would try to distract, disrupt us, to detract us, to discourage, to depress us. And that nemesis is the devil. And the Bible clearly states that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And, you know, one thing about a thief, Miles, a thief operates very covertly. He operates under the radar. A robber will come and he will put a gun to your face and force something out of your life. But a thief will break in while you're not home. These are situations that sneak up on a person. These are situations that maybe we did not anticipate. You know, we get into relationships, we get into situations that we thought it was going to be one way. But, see, the thief sneaks in there because the whole thing is he wants to steal, he wants to kill, he wants to destroy. And what people have to understand is, like you stated, they're not a mistake. The situation, the fact that they exist right now is not because uh, that it was happenstance, it's coincidence. God knew where you'd be. He knew the situation you'd be in. He knew the people you'd be connected to before you were even in the situation, before you were even connected to that person, before you were even in that relationship. And the beautiful thing about it is that God always provides an open door of escape. And so Jesus gave the clause. He said, look, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. But he said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, when I was reading that particular scripture, God gave me a very profound revelation. And when you in the listening audience get an opportunity, I want you to go to St. John, the 10th chapter, the 10th verse. Read it for yourself. It says, the thief cometh. C-O-M-E-T-H. Whenever there's a T-H on the end of any word in the Bible, that means it's continual. It's a constant thing. It's a regular thing. The thief cometh. He continues to come. And it says, not only but for to steal, kill, and to destroy, but one thing I love about that particular scripture is Jesus made a statement. He said, I am come. One time. Jesus came one time that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. A lot of times I feel what it really comes down to is the reason we are stuck, the reason we're stuck in rewind, the reason why we're stuck in that pit, the reason why we're stuck in that hurt, the reason why we're stuck in disappointment is because we don't understand that he has already come. So going back to your statement, you know, there are people out there right now under the sound of our voices that are hurting right now. They were in a relationship. They anticipated one thing, but again, the thief came in. It was not that the person or ourselves that were involved in this relationship were the thief, but the enemy used and he engineered the situation to bring some loss, to bring some disappointment, to bring some destruction. But one thing, once you get a revelation, you know, Miles, there was a time where I was in a long-standing relationship. Uh, And I mean, this relationship, I invested a lot of time. I invested a lot of money. I invested a lot of emotion. I invested a lot of things in this relationship. But in the end, it did not end up how I anticipated it to end up. You know, it's kind of ironic. You're talking about a young lady who in her mind, she said she couldn't stay with you because she foresaw some evil at the end of the road, saying that she didn't want to help you take care of your parents. Right. And, you know, <laughs> a situation like that could leave a person broken. It could 
leave a person, like you say, insecure, a person that may feel like, man, what's the matter with me? And indeed, it's really nothing the matter with you. But moving on from a broken relationship, a relationship where you know that, wow, my anticipation was one thing, my expectation was one thing, but I ended up with this. It's so important that you allow yourself to forgive. That's the key thing. One thing about any starting point when you're talking about moving on, you're talking about moving forward, you must first bring yourself to forgive. Now, there are some situations, I'm telling you, Miles, Mr. Miller, that uh, in your (laughs) mind and in your heart, you want to forgive in your mind, but in your heart, you say, I really don't know if I can ever forgive this person forgive this situation, forgive myself. I don't even know if I can even forgive God for what I thought God did in my life, you know, in allowing this situation. But you must seek and you must understand and you must allow forgiveness to come in because the key part about God bringing increase into your life, it has to be starting with forgiveness. Now, the Bible says in Luke, the sixth chapter, it says, to condemn not that ye be not condemned, to judge not that ye be not judged. Then it says, forgive, and it shall be forgiven you. And it says, then when you give, it'll be given back to you. God will command a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, to give back into your bosom good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God will call. He will command man to give into your bosom. And the beautiful part about that, God first started off with the whole premise, Jesus making this statement. He said, you must first condemn not that you be not condemned. He said, don't judge unless you be judged. And when you want God to forgive you, you must first forgive that when you begin to move forward now into a place of increase, because you talked about this, Miles, 2010 was coined by our bishop. This is the year of restoration and increase. Not only do I want to be restored to my former position, but I want to increase now so I can move from the place I stopped and I digress. I want to go back and accelerate to that starting point, and I want to be increased by the end of the year. And, you know, the powerful thing is, uh, Mr. Miller, how you said this is the fourth quarter comeback. This is a time, (laughs) people of God, you don't want to leave out of 2010 going into a whole new year, a whole new fiscal year, a whole new spiritual year, a whole new year with old baggage. I'm talking about baggage back from 2001, baggage back from (laughs) 1992, going back to 86 and 75 and 67 where your daddy and your mama, you've got to move on from here because there is a abundance, there's an increase that's ahead of you. Now, before we can get to increase, and I'm not talking about any kind of increase, we're talking about the more abundant life, the more abundant, um, abundantly that Jesus talked about in St. John 10, 10, and we heard about in Luke uh, 6 and uh, 38, where it talks about that you must not judge, you must not condemn, you must forgive, and then when you start to move forward now, when you start to give out into the universe, that God will command increase in your life. He will accelerate the blessing. He will begin to move you forward, advance you, and he's going to do it sevenfold, uh, 30, 60, 
in a hundredfold now. Now, this is the thing. Once you understand you must forgive, then now as you move forward, God's going to begin to cause increase to come into your life. Now, there is a, a place in the Bible, uh, Mr. Miller, in Matthew, the uh, ninth chapter, uh, the 15th verse. And you read all the way down to the 17th verse. And when you get time, read it. I'm going to just paraphrase. You cannot expect to put new wine in an old bottle. There are some new things, Miles, that God has for your listeners. There are some new things. There's a new relationship. There are some new connections. There are some new prosperity. There's some new joy, some new love, some new experiences God wants to bring into their life. But where the enemy holds us up, where he stops us up, we're trying to put new stuff into an old bottle. And you can't take and you can't put a new piece of cloth on an old garment. Some of us have been right. ripped up by life. I'm talking ripped up one side and down the other by our bosses, by maybe parents, by that love person, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that husband, that wife, maybe even that child. Maybe it was uh, uh, your church members. Maybe it was your pastor. And you feel in some way that you've been ripped. Your heart has been ripped out. Your emotions have been ripped out. Your confidence has been ripped out. And we're trying to put something new, a new cloth on an old ripped garment. Now, the Bible, it warns against this because Jesus said, you can't expect to put new wine in an old bottle lest that old bottle break and it destroys not only the bottle, but it destroys and it spills out that new wine. You can't expect to put a new piece of cloth on an old ripped garment because guess what? It's going to look good on that little piece of cloth, but what's going to happen? That thing's going to rip and it's going to tear and it's going to take that new piece and it's going to rip it. People of God, there are things right now that God has for your life. I'm talking about a new relationship, a new job, some new connections, some new prosperity that God wills more abundantly to give to you than you want to receive it. But you must understand there is a starting point, and that starting point is forgiveness. Now, I'm just giving you the spiritual aspect, but I want to just be a little transparent myself. I was in okay. a nine-year marriage. I was in a nine-year relationship, uh, a 10-year relationship, a nine-year marriage, two children out of that relationship. I invested everything in that relationship. Now, I want to start off as the premise. Now, being a young man in the church, being a young man trying to live holy for God, uh, praying and asking God, who is it, God, that you're sending in my life? Who is it that you want to be connected with me? Never dated a young lady before. Uh, I never really had the desire to date until I knew that the person I was dating, I was going to be married to. So long and short of that, I'm going to fast forward. At the end of that 10-year relationship, uh, it came down that there was some, some unfaithfulness in the, the, the marriage. Uh, I had forgiven the situation. I, I even attempted to continue to work things out. But unfortunately, uh, the situation still two years beyond did not work out. Same situation. And I had to make up in my mind that I had to move on. I had to sever this old connection. I had to sever this old wine 
I had to sever this thing, and I had to move on. But the key thing is I had to forgive first. I had to forgive the situation. I had to forgive the people that were involved. I had to forgive the fact that maybe I invested this time, this energy, my emotions, my resources, my love, my trust, my confidence, my hope. I invested all this in this relationship, and unfortunately what I put out I thought was not reciprocated in that there was not the monogamy, the fidelity. And so I had to move on. But the first thing I had to do, Miles, I'm trying to say this to many of your listeners because what we fail to do, we just want to move on. We just want that new wine. You know, we just want the new piece of cloth. But God is saying we can't take something new and put it in something old. And we want to just move on. Like, you know, a lot of times now, I mean, maybe you can attest to this, Miles. Maybe, you know, you can witness to this. If you, if you don't agree, don't don't agree. But to <laughs> me, some people, for the sake of, in their mind, now this is not in their heart, in their mind they feel they just have to move on. They can't stay there. They move on and they really are not healed. They're really not repaired. Correct. Yeah, that's That's correct. <laughs> And, you know, I say that to say they have not truly forgiven the situation. They really got no wisdom, no understanding out of the situation. Some situations you won't be able to understand. Some situations you won't be able to get wisdom out of. But they just want to move on for the sake of just moving on because that's something they feel they just got to do. I can't just stand here. But what I had to do, I had to take a moment of introspection. I had to look at, okay, what in the situation maybe did I not do right? Uh, What in the situation did I feel maybe the other party didn't do right? Then I had to get an understanding in myself. Okay, I could maybe see and understand this, but ultimately understanding that regardless to what I couldn't understand, I needed to forgive it. And I forgave it. I, with my whole heart, with my whole mind, not just in my mind now, because some folks say they forgive it. But you know what? If they hear a name or if a certain song comes on, if they drive by a particular uh, marker, you know, they're hurt or they feel that little bit of a prick in their heart. You have to completely rid yourself of the poison, the venom, the sting of this thing now. So that's the one thing I had to ask you. That's the one thing I wanted to ask you. Yes. This is because that's a major piece of what we're talking about tonight. Yes. The one thing, how do you completely forgive? That's it. And and this is I'm I'm gonna tell you, and I'm not gonna give you a vague, ambiguous answer, but it will require the help of God. But at the same time, you have to make up in your mind. You have to have a resolve that you will completely forgive the situation. You know things I didn't understand. I just chose to say, okay, Father, what I don't understand, I accept it. It is what it is. That's my favorite saying. It is what it is. And I can't let this situation take away from who I am. I can't let this situation make me uh, something that I know I'm not. I can't let this situation put me in a place of bondage that I can't move forward into this next season and this next level of increase for my life. And I'm, I'm very serious about the increase part of it because God will never understand this. I want everybody on the line to understand. God will never allow you to go through anything that if you come out of it successfully, he won't give you increase from it. Right. If you've come out of something and you're not increasing in this new place of your life, God will never be indebted to you that way. It, right. it even God we 
fills more abundantly. To, the Bible says this in Hebrews, the sixth chapter. It says he's willing un, more abundantly to show unto us the immutability of his counsel, meaning God wants to show us the unchangeableness of his word, the unchangeableness of his power, the unchangeableness of his grace, the unchangeableness of his love, his peace, his joy. He wants to show us that more than we want to receive it. So you ask the question, why am I not walking in that level of increase? God will never allow you to come out of anything. This is, this is Bible now. He will never allow you to come out of anything and not reward you. He will right. never do that. Right. So really being able to forgive, it's really having a mind to say it is what it is. The situation was what it was, but I'm not going to hold it to that person's fault or that person's credit, even if they said some things, even if they did some things, even if in your moral, rational, Christian, logical mind that you know this person was absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. You have to say, now, I can't allow this situation to affect me. I can't allow the situation to infect me. I can't allow the situations to influence me negatively or influence me negatively. Because now there is a greater call. There's a higher prize. It's almost like I give you the analogy. If I told you honestly, if you go and you stay uh, on a deserted island and the conditions are absolutely deplorable, and they do this on like uh, some of the uh, uh, reality shows, and at the end of three years, you're not going to eat. I mean, you won't have any shelter. You're going to have to sleep under the elements. And, you know, you're liable to have some very uh, uh, harsh conditions. But when you come up off the island, I'm going to give you $1 million. Now, even if I even engineered some situations to make a, worse, a bad case even worse, if you knew, Brother Miles, honestly, if you knew that I had a $1 million waiting on you at the end of this situation or this season that you're going to go through for three days, would you be able to forgive me even though I put you in a condition where you thought maybe you almost were going to die, uh, the situation was deplorable? And I said, the only condition to you receiving this reward is you had to not hold it to me, not badmouth me, not defame me, and just forgive me. Do you think you'd be able to forgive me? I'm sure I would. <laughs> okay. For I'm a million sure dollars, right? Yeah, I'm sure because I would. Because you're looking... You're looking at the increase on the other side of this, right? But the exactly. only condition and caveat to this and disclaimer is you have to not hold me to it. It's almost like when people, uh, these survivor shows, they make these people sign waivers. You know they do. Right. You know, because they already know we're going to subject you to some deplorable, horrible conditions. Now, some of y'all are saying, where are you going with this? What does this have to do with me forgiving the situation? I want you to look beyond the person, look beyond the situation you're in, look beyond the condition of the situation. Understand that God is Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and he's ending. God is the first and the last, and he is the author and he's the finisher of your faith. So what am I saying? God knew you would be in the situation before you got in the situation. But because God understood whether it was you that got yourself in the situation, whether it was the other person that tricked you into it, whether it was the devil, whether it was mom or dad, I don't care. God understood that you'd be in the situation. And because God loves you so much, God said, I'm not only going to make a way that they can escape the situation, I'm going to give them increase on top of it. Well, now, you, you, you're, saying, you're saying something really dynamic there. It's, you're, you're basically... What you're telling me is that as a result of me going through the, the things that I've gone through, That's and this right. is for, for even, even the people in the audience, the things that for, as a result of the things that we've gone through, there's a re, there's a greater reward for it. Is that what you're saying? 
I'm saying there's a greater reward if you allow yourself to heal from it, if you allow yourself to forgive the situation. It's not about the situation. It's not about the people involved in the situation. It's about the condition of your heart and where your mind will be after the situation has occurred towards God. That is what's so important. I'm not talking about disappointments and things. We all have had setbacks. We all have had disappointments. But ultimately, me understanding, this is the thing we have to understand, uh, Mr. Miller. Hebrews 12 talks about this. It talks about we must keep our eyes fixed on Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. James 1 says, blessed the man who endures temptation because if he endures it successfully, he will receive a crown. There is a blessing. There's a benefit attached to you coming out, you forgiving the situation, you forgiving the people involved, you forgiving yourself in some situations. You've got to be willing to forgive and understand God would not have allowed you to go through it if in some way you could not be empowered through the experience. So you know what, now, you know, you know yeah. what, and it's something, you said something dynamic there, being able to forgive. Again, I'm looking at, at how important forgiveness is, and I, I deal with people as a coach myself uh, yeah. that they, they, they swear up and down, they'll never forgive a person for, for what they did. You know, as long as they live, you know, forget them. I'm yeah. not going to forgive them for anything. I told somebody something earlier today, and this has been so, something that's been so powerful with me. I made it an a, a absolute necessity, an absolute necessity. There were some people in my past that I felt like I had to go and just say, you know what, I forgive you. I don't want to, I don't want you thinking I've got a grudge against you about anything. It, I love you too much to, to, to hold a grudge against you. Yes. Um, there are people out there that need to know right now that they are not how can I put this? A lot of people feel like by holding a grudge against somebody that, that they they're in some way getting their revenge against this person. Right. How do you how do you get them out of that place so they can understand this 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 act of forgiveness? It it does not exonerate the person, it does not exonerate the situation, it doesn't say the situation never happened, but it says that you know what, I trust God to be greater in the situation. That's right. You know, it's something you said earlier. You got to push through. You got to push past the pain. You know, uh, because the pain you can. It's two things is going to happen in the situation. And I was told this, and I'll say this to everyone listening: you could either get bitter, or you can get better. Wow. And the key thing that you have to do, the one thing that'll make your, your haters, your enemies, anybody the most uh, trouble. Is you succeeding, you moving <laughs> forward, you advancing, you increasing, not you trying to get back at them, not you slandering somebody, not n- none of that is going to do as much damage as you succeeding and increasing. And that's right. why God put at the end of this thing, increase. Now, I just want to share a little bit with you because this is a case in point for me. This is not something I'm trying to be figurative. I'm not trying to sensationalize anybody. Right. Once I forgave the situation. I forgave individuals involved, I forgave myself, and I truly and dearly and uh, sincerely forgave it. God opened my mind to increase. God blessed me. There was someone, I'm going to be honest with you, someone who, if, if, if I had to do it all over again, would have been the ideal woman, the ideal situation, the ideal relationship for me. Now, God allowed me to go through the situation, but because I forgave 
the situation I went through because God knew I was going to go through it anyway. He just wanted to see my attitude and my disposition after all the dust was cleared, after the clouds went away. Was I going to still be bitter? Was I going to still harp on the fact that, oh, this was a great disappointment. Maybe I missed it. This person did this to me, that person. And right when I was completely solvent, meaning I was not indebted to the situation, God opened my my, my eyes and showed me. And it's like, I'm I'm be honest with you. I mean, it, it, I couldn't have set it up. I couldn't have dressed it up. I couldn't have <laughs> designed it and tailored it any better for my life. But because I wasn't sitting around in bitterness, all that stuff clouds you up. It clogs your spirit up. It clogs up your increase. It's like a pipe full of uh, uh, oil and, and, and dirt and all kind of things that clog it up. When wow. you're in a place of bitterness, unforgiveness, a place of depression, it keeps you from being able to hear from God, see from God. It keeps and it almost demagnetizes you from the increase that God has for your life. Wow. So once you forgive yourself, once you forgive the situation, once you stop harping and thinking, focusing on what was lost and what was done and what was said, the moment you truly understand you can deliver, you can liberate yourself. In, God has given us the power to do it. It's not going to come outside you. Ain't, you, know, I, you know, in situations like that, really people can't say too much to you to make you become free other than to try to nudge you and encourage you and help you along. But you really going to – it's self-injected now. This is like a self-injected panacea vaccine medication. You're going to have to understand, wow, I need to get over this. I need to get over myself. I've got to forgive this thing because as soon as you do that, and you begin to open up your heart and your mind to say, God, even though it happened, I thank you anyway. I know there's something greater. Something will pop into your mind. Something will pop into your spirit. A situation, a circumstance will come into your life that you're going to say, oh, I see now why I had to go through A, B, C, and right. D because I had to get to F because F was where the increase was. F was where my blessing was. F <laughs> wow. was where my new job was. F was where that relationship was going to come into fruition. You must push past and push through the pain because there's prosperity on the other side. Fred, uh, it, wow. There, there's, there's something I want you to address because I know there's somebody listening uh, and I know for a fact they're listening and there are people who who represent who misrepresent God as yeah. as 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 men of God, and they they misrepresent um, him so in such a, a dynamic way that it it tarnishes people's um, desire to even get closer to God. And some of them are, are some of these these men, some of these women are they they use manipulative tactics. In yeah. relationships, as a because they're a leader, or because they're they're minister, they 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 come at people, and um they they do nothing but keep them bound. How yeah. how hard is it, or how what do you tell a person that's going through a situation like that, where how they can forgive the person, and so that they can move forward, even, because this person has even clouded their view of God. Wow. Well, I want to say this: <clears throat> you have to base your example on the word of God, would you understand the character of God to be like? Because you have to understand God uses imperfect people. We serve a perfect God in an imperfect world through imperfect people. Right. So when you're trying to make a person 
I'm talking about perfect action and word in, in deed like that because God looks at the heart of man. He's not looking because we all don't think the right things. We all don't say the right things all the time. We don't do the right things. So you can never be perfect according to somebody's standard, and that's subjective. You know, I want you may want you to call me every day at 12 noon, Miles. Every day I want you to call me at 12 noon, and that's my ideal. If you do that every day at 12 noon, you're perfect. But the moment you call me at 12 Oh, one, then I'm like, okay, he's imperfect. But that's in my mind. I put you to some ungodly standard. No, I'm talking about when you're talking about uh, 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 perfection, I'm saying when you know the character of God, when you understand somebody has used manipulative, divisive, controlling, domineering type of tactics. And like you say, when, when they basically betrayed your trust, did something that was immoral, out of character, something that was ungodly, something that was said, done. You have to understand that you can't gauge your relationship with God based on the condition, the activity, the imperfection of a person. And so when that happens, what you do is, like you'd want anybody else to do for you, you say, okay, Father, I understand this person is in the flesh. Paul made the statement. He don't put no confidence in his flesh. He had to stand in the flesh and keep it in subjection. He said when he desired to do good, evil was always present. And he said when he desired to do good, he said he saw himself doing the wrong thing. And when he didn't want to do the wrong thing, he saw himself doing, uh, uh, you know, when he wanted to do the right thing, he saw himself doing the wrong thing. And he said, you know, it's no longer I but the sin in the body, the sin in the flesh. So what I would encourage you is you cannot put your confidence in a man. And the Bible says it very clearly. In the book of, of, of Psalms, the one, 118, where it talks about it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Right. You can't put confidence in man. You must put your confidence, your faith, your hope, your love. You have to condition your heart after God because ultimately heaven and earth will pass away. Man, woman, boy, girl might fail you, but ultimately God will never forsake you. The Bible tells us in Joshua 1, and God will be with you always, and he's never going to change. He's immutable. He's unchangeable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what you do, you just say, Father, even though I know this person was not perfect before me, I choose to forgive them because you give me the power to forgive because if I don't forgive, then you won't forgive me. And then you move on from that situation. Even if it's somebody in spiritual leadership, you have to forgive them. You must forgive the situation. And I'm not saying subject yourself to them or subject yourself to the condition, but understand you must move on from there. Even if it requires you be out of their life, you have severed that tie. Forgive it. Move on because God has something greater for your life. Wow. And it, 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 again, like I said, I, I know of, of a couple people personally who who've been battling some things like that. Um, yes. Like I said, mi- being misrepresented, a, a man of God misrepresenting yes. himself or misrepresenting his authority, and yes. he basically uh, manipulating somebody into doing things they yes. you know just are not of God. And wow. On, on, in that same vein, in that same vein, speak to the person who has been misusing their body. There's some people out there who are who are who are hurting, and the only way they know how to to alleviate the pain is, is just temporary pleasure. Now speak yeah. to that person right now. Who, who, how can they be restored? See, I want to say this to you. Um, there is what is called original sin. Original sin is from Adam and Eve. We understand that that gave the condition of iniquity that is in every person. Paul, I mean, uh, David made the statement in, in, in Psalms 51 that he was basically conceived uh, in sin. 
You know, he was conceived in sin, and he was shaping in iniquity. So the key thing is understanding this. We all have the weakness and the tendency and the propensity to commit a particular sin. Yours may be uh, a person's may be fornication. Somebody else, it might be an anger problem. And like you said, uh, uh, Mr. Miller, about uh, the propensity to abuse a person's body, uh, God will restore you. One thing about God, and I love this about him, he said in Isaiah 1, he said, come let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet, he'll make them white as wool. Though they be red like crimson, he'll make it white as snow. We have an advocate with the Father. The Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess, if we honestly confess our wrongdoing, our fault, he said that he is, he is faithful to forgive us, meaning he will not turn from that. He won't repent from it. He won't take it back. He won't recant it. If you confess it and you ask God for forgiveness, he will forgive you. And then if you ask God to give you the ability to keep you, there's a, a scripture in the Bible that I quote as a confession. And I love what you said, Miles, about how you told people to confess the word, positive right. affirmation. You've got to speak the word in your life. You know what has kept me in a lot of situations? I spoke that word because right. it was a schoolmaster, it was a taskmaster, it was a barrier, it was a wall, it was almost an instructor to me. Even though my mind and heart said, do A, B, and C, I had to put that word in the forefront of my mind, and I had to confess it and speak it out so I can hear it, so I could do it. But in Jude 24, 25, it talks about unto him, now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us before the glory of his presence with exceeding great joy unto the only wise God our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. He is the only one that's able to keep us. Right. And you have to understand once you've asked for that forgiveness, once you have released yourself from the condemnation of that thing, the Bible says there is therefore now, Romans 8 and 1, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit now. So once you begin to gravitate less to the things of the flesh and more to the things of God, the Bible says that you no longer walk under that cloud, that weight of condemnation. Don't beat yourself up another hour, another minute, another second, day, week, month, year. Don't beat yourself up about that failure anymore. God has delivered you from that condemnation now. He's delivered you from the captivity of your wrong decisions, of that relationship, the things people have said, the things people have done. He's delivered you from the weight of that. And he says through the blood of Jesus, he will cleanse you. He will make you free from all unrighteousness. And you just have to believe it, know it, and walk in the liberty of the spirit after that. Wow. I, I know that whoever is listening to the show right now, that you've given them some dynamic, uh, dynamic Absolutely dynamic. The word dynamic keeps coming up. The word dynamic keeps coming up because it's dynamic means something moving, something something explosive. Yeah. This this yeah. this stuff has been explosive, and what we're doing is like it's like I see it like um, how how uh, when you create create like a new uh, create a mountain range, yeah. they use dynamite to blow it up. That's right. And and a lot of times what happen what's happening right now you're using you're giving putting out dynamite. And you're blowing up some things that's been in people's way for years and years. I mean, because I'm I'm hearing you and I'm I'm receiving every, what you're saying as well. And, and there's some things that I know personally. Like I said, I know I'm leaving here different. I, I even let the show go on 30 extra minutes. I went and changed the the, the settings. I know that you were in the flow, and I want people to get this because yeah. a lot of things that we're going through right now, a lot of things that people are experiencing. You know, I I do a, another show called the Four Quarter Comeback. A lot of people 
need to know that it's possible that no matter where they are right now, that the game's not over. I yes. watched the Michigan game earlier today. Michigan uh, football, they want, they actually had a, a shootout. It was 67 to, uh, excuse me, 70, 67 to 65. This is a wow. football game. Wow. Because they, they just, they were down. And they didn't believe they could, that they were supposed to lose today, not at home. And they wow. fought, they fought, they fought, they fought. They, they kept giving them touchdowns, but they kept coming back. They kept giving them up, but they kept coming back, and they kept coming back, and they kept coming back. What do you tell to a person right now so they can be resilient and know that, guess what, you made some mistakes. First three quarters of the game, you may not play the game to the best of your ability, but we're in the fourth quarter, game's still online, we're still in the game, keep coming. How do you, how do you encourage them to keep coming no matter what the situation is, in, in relationships, in life, in, in general? Well, I want to say this to those who the enemy has tried to ride, tried to beat up. Maybe you've written yourself. Maybe you felt that you were so down, you were so out, that there was no comeback for you. One thing I love about God, God is the wild card. I always say this to people. God is the wild card. He's the fact that no man, no situation, no environment can contain, it can't control God. And one thing God loves, he loves an underdog. He loves the person who's down and out, the person who feels as though they're nothing. One key thing Jesus said, he said, blessed are the poor, for they shall, for they shall, you know, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And it talked about how Jesus made the statement how uh, the gospel is preached to the poor. Because God wanted to give those people who were considered the low uh, uh, at the low end of society, the low economic uh, on the economic scale, the low on the stratus of life. He said, "I want to preach faith to them because I know if they just understand faith and they understand that through God all things are possible. God will engineer. He will orchestrate a situation, a circumstance, an event that will literally blow." Your mind, your one connection away, your one circumstance away, your one word away from a situation that's going to turn your life around. I'm a believer. I'm a witness. I'm testifying to the glory of God that you are not going to go down, but God is setting you up to begin to rise up and to shoot forward. This is a season and a time where God is taking the foolish things of this world, that foolish man that you were with, that foolish woman that you were with, that <laughs> foolish situation you were in, that foolish uh, employer that you're with, God is going to take that thing that is foolish and God is going to confound the wise minds. People are going to say, they're going to think, they're going to talk about, man, such and such used to be like this. Such and such looked like they were down. They just went through a horrible relationship. Their parents didn't have anything. It, that person didn't have a college degree, but God loves that person, that person who's down and out, that person who's behind the eight ball. God will organize a situation, a circumstance. He's setting you up to bless you up. People of God, God will do it, but it just takes your faith. It takes your confidence, your belief in God, your belief in yourself, because you are not a mistake. You are not a circumstance that just happened. God knew and God destined you for greatness. There's a way to your escape. There is an increase that's coming to your life. God is going to restore you, but it first must happen with you forgiving yourself. Forgive the situation. Forgive everything involving that 
circumstance, as you forgive, God will begin to open up your mind. God will begin to speak creativity into your mind. God will be have you be in the right place at the right time to bless you. God will begin to cause the pendulum to swing in your favor. God is redirecting you even as I speak. God is opening your mind to another creative ideal. God is giving you favor and attraction that's going to bring that man, that woman, that not that the devil wants, but that God has called into your life, that perfect thing, that good thing that only descends from God and comes down to those who are in the light. God is going to begin to illuminate you, give you the revelation, the insight. God is going to give you the foresight, and you're going to begin to experience his blessing, his increase, and his favor as you've never experienced it before in Jesus' name. I receive that. <laughs> I don't know about nobody else, but I receive that. <laughs> That 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 is that that is that is really I believe that's that's definitely a word from God that people need to hear, and and it's for such a time as now people listen to me very carefully. You you when you're in a position like this, I want you to do something. I want I'm gonna do something different today. If you can hear my voice, if you can hear my voice, I want you to become a roar partner today. I want you to become a roar partner with what we're doing here because we're taking this type of energy. We're taking this to the masses. We're taking this to the world because people need to hear this. People need to know what it is we're doing. I want you to become a roar partner with me. And as a roar partner, you are partnering with me as we take this message across the world. It's not just a, a, a Atlanta message. It's not just for Detroit. It's not just for, for certain cities. This is for, This is international. And what you're hearing right now, you're hearing passion. You're hearing you're hearing people who are who have submitted themselves to God so that you can get what it is you need. I want you to partner with me. I want you to become one of my war partners today. I want you to email me at, at mileswmiller at gmail dot com. That's Miles W. Miller, M Y L E S W M I L L E R. Email me today. Tell me that you want to become a partner because we, we need to take this type of energy to the world because there's people out there right now who are hurt and we've been sent we on assignment to help them. From pain to prosperity, you don't have to be broken and, and 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 down and out all your life. From pain to prosperity, we're we're here to help you get from that place where you were broken, where you were hurt, where you were down, so that you can be all that God says you are. Fred, we got we got about eight minutes left in the show, but I I want you to to, to continue to go forward. If, if there's anything in 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 your heart that you want to share with the people, feel free. Amen. You know, I wish I could take some live callers because I pray and I prophesy to each one. <laughs> but amen. You know, uh, Mr. Miller, I'll say this, that this is a time and it's a season. It's the day of your turnaround. And I want you to really understand this. Today marks the day of your new beginning. Today marks the day that you get rid of those old clothes, that you become that new bottle. Because God's got some new joy that he's going to bring into your life. Anything God does is fresh. It's something vibrant. It's something that's going to increase you. It's going to bless you. The Bible says very plainly in Proverbs that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and with it, it doesn't add sorrow. Aren't you tired of being beaten up? Are you tired of being torn down? Are you 
tired of being talked to the wrong way? Are you tired of being cursed? Are you tired of just the same old, same old? Are you tired of stagnation? Are you tired of mediocrity in your life? God is a God of the new. God is a God of the now. God is a God of the fresh. God is a God of increase. God is a God of restoration. God is a God of salvation and redemption. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a protector. He is a provider. God will make a way out of no way just to prove to you that he exists, that he's alive, that he's still on the throne. And if you put him there in your life, there is nothing. I repeat, there is absolutely positively unrefutably nothing that will be impossible for you. God for you is more than any situation, any broken relationship, any past hurt, disappointment, any setback. God is more for you than the world that is against you. Don't you know the Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith in what? Our faith in who? It's the faith in God who has the power to give you that idea, the power to set up a circumstance, the power to prosper, to increase you, the power to forgive you, the power to restore you. He has the power to bring you into another realm of your life of increase and this is that victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith in ourselves, you've got to believe in yourself. If mama, daddy, uncle, auntie, sister, brother, husband, wife, children don't believe in you, you've got to believe in yourself because as you believe in the God in you, you and God are going to partner together, not just the bottom quarter of this year, but Bursting into 2011, you're going to see a mighty move of God in your life. Things will change. People will begin to gravitate toward you. Circumstances will begin to come in your life that are going to bless you. Prosperity will begin to break out on the north, south, east, and west of your life. Increase will begin to flow in your life as never before. But you must first believe in God, and you must believe in yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive that person. Forgive that situation. Forgive mom. Forgive dad. Forgive those children. Forgive that employer. Forgive that husband and that wife. Forgive that situation. Forgive God in your heart today. Today is the day of your turnaround. Today is the day that you come and say, Father, I'm broken. Father, I need your Father. I'm dependent on your Father. I know that without you, I'll fail. But if you go to God sincerely and you fall upon the rock, allow yourself to be broken. Let him be the potter. Let yourself become the clay. God wants to mold you back. He wants to fix you up. He wants to repair your life. He wants to restore your life. He wants to begin to mend together the seams. He wants to begin to put a perfect plan together in your life. God has the plan. All you've got to do is connect in faith. Forgive the situation and say, God, I'm here. Give thanks to him in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and as you thank him and as you forgive and as you move forward you're going to begin to experience and I promise
promise you, as you reach out in faith, you're going to be begin to experience increase such as you've never experienced before. I'm just going to pray for you right now. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. Father, I thank you because you always hear me, God, and you answer me. I thank you for the miracles, the signs, the wonders. Lord God, the restoration, the increase that you're causing to come to pass in the life of your dear son, your dear daughter. Lord God, who's listening, who's believing, who wants to forgive, who wants to be restored, who wants to move forward, who wants to increase. God, you know the hearts of men. You know the mind and the thoughts of man. You said you know and you try the spirits. Now, God, I thank you that for every man, woman who's forgiving right now, who's stretching their heart out to you. God, I thank you that you're taking that heart. You're mending that heart. You're causing forgiveness supernaturally for themselves. Forgiveness supernaturally for that person. Forgiveness supernaturally for that situation. Lord God, to flood their souls. Help them to be repaired. Help them to be restored. And now, God, I thank you for the promise of increase as we move forward. Increase them spiritually. Increase them physically. Increase them financially, mentally, emotionally. I speak. I declare. I prophesy increase. Go forth in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! I, I receive that. I receive it. I receive it. And I receive it for the audience, to, for those who who weren't, who may not have heard it yet, because I believe that whoever hears this podcast is is, is just as 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 potent as it is right now. And 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 sir, we have two minutes left in the show. I wanna I wanna openly thank you for this moment. You don't realize how important this was for me, uh, how important this was for the audience. I, you, you may realize it, but. You may not realize it, but I'm, I'm telling you, this was something that was needed because we want to start. Basically, here's my heart. I wanted to start off November, getting people ready for December. You know, December you have a lot of people. You know, with this this Thanksgiving, Christmas season, who a lot of people they they don't make it past Christmas. Yeah. That's right. And I wanted to empower people now, so we can get in their spirit now that it is okay. No matter what has gone on in the past, it's okay. That God wants you restored, God wants you whole, and and I, I appreciate you for for kicking off this movement, this this from pain to prosperity movement, and I, I'm I'm so thankful that you um were able to be here and that you were able to 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 let God use you. And I appreciate you. I thank you, Mr. Miles Miller, for allowing me to be on your show. Thank God for you, and I continue to pray and ask that God continue to increase you, increase your audience. Please do what Mr. Miller said. You need to become a world partner. You need to sow into this. You need to provide. You need to uh, be a blessing so this thing cannot just go from city to city, but it can go throughout this country and around the world. Thank you again, Mr. Miller. You're so welcome. And, uh, again, I send blessings to your family, too. I, I love you all. I'm praying for you all, and, and I look forward to having you back on soon. All right. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Well, people, we have a minute left in the show, and I want to, again, thank uh, thank Fred uh, Brain, um, a, a close friend of mine, um, just a dynamic young man, and I, I'm thankful for just being able to be mentored by some dynamic people. Uh, before I go, I want to uh, give uh, – Honor where honors do it. We honor God. We honor uh, we honor the Spirit of Christ. We honor everything that that was released here today for for you and for us. Um, I think what I shout out uh, Bishop Wayne T and Dr Beverly Jackson, uh, Pastor Ginaldo and Co-Pastor Tiffany Lee. Um, I want to thank uh, again 
uh, Pastor Fred uh, Brain. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the show. I want to thank uh, Ms. Karen Donald, who, uh, who's been doing some uh, things behind the scenes, helping me put the show together. Um, uh, Team Miles, uh, Nicole Angelo, and um, Sharon Thomas, um, I couldn't do it without you. I, I appreciate you. Uh, I want to uh, send a special get well soon to uh, my friend Ricky Clark. He um, had an unfortunate accident, but we're praying for you, Ricky. Uh, just know that you know we, we love you. We're praying for you. Um, everybody who's had anything to do with this show, I love you. I'm praying for you. I believe God for his absolute best for you. I thank each and every one of you who, who in silence, who in secret have been helping me out, who have been pouring into me. I thank you. I couldn't do this without you. I love you. I look forward to lighting you on fire. I look forward to seeing you living the life of your dreams. So on that note, this has been Creating a Championship Standard Living. I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. And like I always tell you, I give you my motto, my mantra, my mantra, my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I will see you next week. Whatever it is you're, 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 you want to see, you want to do, you can speak out things, and things can happen for you. But like I said, we're going to get into a lesson. Um, a few, okay, one more thing. <laughs> I, I'm so excited about this. There's one more thing I want to share with you. And that this is something to, to really understand about life, about allowing, about your dreams, about your goals. Whatever you resist, you reject. Whatever you reject leaves your life. <laughs>